All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Those of you that are with us, I feel like a pastor that's doing a stream. You know, for those of you that are with us here in the sanctuary and those that are in the comfort of your own home, wherever you are, whenever you're listening, uh, welcome. So anyway, Mark Jones, would you get us started here? You got it. Let's go to the Lord, guys. Oh, Father, I'm just so thankful for the next morning to just get together with my family and 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 talk and learn and listen and answer and ask questions. And I just pray that whatever you have planned for this next half hour is not just beneficial to us, but it brings glory to you. It brings expansion to your kingdom. And we see this thing called FCA grow even more from the fruit that is planted today. And I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. 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 <clears throat> so as I shared a moment ago, uh, this is really selfish, but I'm okay with that. And God gave me my word for the year and a few others have joined. Um, and if your word is listen along with Mark Jones and I, please do tell. But God very clearly, as I asked him the question, what's my word for this year? And again, for the second year in a row, I've done it for, this is my third year, but I didn't even finish the question before he gave me my word. And it's really cool to experience that. So if you, uh, shameless plug, if you've not yet, gone to the Lord to ask him what your word might be for the year to focus on, I'd encourage you to, to do that. So I thought first, because I would fail miserably at my goal of attempting to only ask questions throughout this time, um, there's a couple things I wanted to share, and I really do want to listen to you guys, because here's the, what I desire for our takeaway of this time this morning is, how can we better engage coaches and athletes through listening? How can we better um, how can we better our prayer life through listening? Those are really the two goals. I suppose everything's done in threes. We should have a third one, uh, but I've got two for now. And if you have a third one to, to toss in, please do. But if we can engage coaches and athletes better through listening, and we can engage God better in our prayer lives through listening, I think that would be a huge win. So a couple things that are not listening, but rather uh, sharing, Saul, for you, which is a couple definitions that I found, or at least descriptions of listening here. And I, I thought these were um, maybe fascinating if you, I don't know, if, you, if you're interested in this kind of thing. So the first one is listening is the ability to accurately, again, accurately receive and interpret messages in the communication process. And this next point, listening is key to all effective communication. Without the ability to listen effectively, messages are easily misunderstood. One of the things that I thought we might cover this morning briefly, um, not in content, but as a concept, are current events. What's happening in the world today and are people doing as much listening as they are sharing or talking um, around what's happening, and I'm referring to our political environment. Another example, or another definition here, to listen is to give attention to sound or action. When listening, one is hearing what others are saying and trying to understand what it means. <laughs> the act of listening involves complex, effective, cognitive, and behavioral processes. I was like, whoa, that's like, uh, that was a little heavy for me, <clears throat> but for some of you, that may speak to you a little bit. Uh, as well. So I found four types of listening here. And again, our, our goal here is to say, how can we effectively engage code better, uh, effectively engage coaches and athletes through listening and in our prayer life through listening. 
So I thought there were a couple on the coaching side that made sense. And let me know if any of these resonate with you guys and any of these that you use um, when you're engaging a coach. One is appreciative listening. That you listen, you're listening for appreciation or you're listening for enjoyment like you would um, maybe for a sermon or a motivational speech or a comedian, right? Or something along those lines. You're listening to appreciate the content of what's being shared. Uh, empathetic listening. You're doing, show, doing so to show mutual concern, um, trying to identify with the speaker uh, in a given situation. The important part about the um, empathetic listening is to be fully present in that moment um, and mindfully listening. That sounds like effort intentional to me as a part of that. And the important part here is focusing on the speaker, not on yourself, right? Empathetic listening. Uh, comprehensive listening. Listening to understand or comprehend the message that's being um, being sent. This process is also active, right? So you're 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 listening to learn, to comprehend, to understand, and it requires you not only this is an interesting one, not only to concentrate, but to actively to to participate actively in the process. So it's not just a, a passive uh, type of listening here for for comprehensive. And the last one here um, was critical listening. And this is where you're listening to evaluate the content of a message. Uh, you're analyzing it, you're evaluating what you've heard, you're critically thinking as a part of it, and you're making mental judgments uh, based on what you see and what you hear and what you read. So we think about those four examples there. Um, and if we're engaging coaches, is there a particular technique that you guys might use in terms of listening? When I engage with with coaches and athletes, when I'm listening for, I guess it's those middle two. It's the uh, the empathetic and the comprehensive, because you want. Let, for for example, when we had all the unrest that started coming up from the racial stuff this past summer, I reached out to each of the football players I'm connected with, and I asked them for their heart. What's going on with your life? How are you experiencing this? And what have you experienced? And I was listening. I was looking for information. Yes but I was looking to connect with a soul that was different than mine. So I was trying to understand where they were coming from, but at the same time, get something from it that I could connect with them. How would you say they received your engagement with them and the way you were listening? They, they really, they really took it to heart because they knew I was, they, some of them had only heard of me. They didn't know exactly what I was about, but reaching out to them on a personal one-on-one -on -one level and saying, what are you going through right now means I want to know you to the point of what are you going through right now? So it just showed them that I care. And when you have that genuine care, it, it'll win a heart. Who else? I'll add to that, that I think, Mark's last comment, when you listen, it shows people that you care. It's not that you're there to hear yourself talk or you have all the answers. So I think the more we listen, whether it's at, to a coach or at a huddle, you know, a student huddle, you know, our, our uh, the, uh, you know, the training times are designed to ask open-ended questions to get the, to get the students to talk about what's going on in their lives. And if we're listening, they're going to tell us if we're in there, talking and preaching, they're not going to tell us. 
And I feel it's the same way with whether it's coaches, whether it's whether it's donors. You know, when I do a donor meeting, I have, a, you know, from Bob McLeod, my series of questions. And uh, but I'm listening because they're going to give me all the information I need, you know, in the, after the first few questions on where they are, with their walk with Jesus Christ. Are they involved in a church? You know what, what their passions are. And you get all that by listening. And thought about the context of donor ministry, right? Another one of the ministries that we we have the privilege of being a part of. That's good. Just a quick <clears throat> thought. Um, and I'm always thinking on the opposite side of things. So, you know, if we go in with the um, with the intention, I think we have to be intentional when we listen. But if we go with, in with the intention of I'm going to listen with this lens then in a way we're not listening because we're pre-deciding what we want to hear from them. So sometimes I think it's good to just go in and listen. And if it calls for empathy, then you go with empathy. If it calls for, you know, analyzing, you go with analyzing. And, and, and so I agree and I don't agree. You know what I mean? Like we, we don't want to pre predispose what we're, we're, what we're hearing or what lens we're hearing it through. And I think the biggest thing for me is when I go in and have a conversation with someone, making sure that I'm not trying to solve a problem in my brain while they're speaking. And so it causes me not to listen as clearly to realize, okay, they need, they need a pat on the back or they need encouragement or they need like whatever it is. And so really trying to not be thinking of my next thought, but really engaging with them. So kind of I, mean, I, there. I think that's solid and, and I know it's solid actually. And, you know, part of the reason that I know God gave me this word for the year is he knows how much work that I, I have to do in this area. And in part, um, guys, dudes are wired in such a fashion. I think about Becky comes to me with something. I want to fix it. Right. So I, I listen about this much and I act, you know, uh, tenfold, a, a millionfold. And so I really appreciate what you just said there, which is it's not about solving a problem. Um, it may be just that empathetic ear that somebody's looking for. They just need to be heard. You just need to en engage and listen in that fashion. So thank you for allowing me to be selfish. Pastor Frank, what you got? No, that was, man, I just want to say that was so good because it, it just plays into a place where I want to be and sometimes wrestle with the busyness of like, just to be sincere, um, you know, when you start getting busy, your schedule just gets packed up and you just, you know, you want, you, you, you like, I can listen fast, talk like this, let's get through it. Let's go. But, but like one of the things about this whole listening is one out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if I really want to sincerely serve someone, I have to give them a chance to speak and tell me like what's in their heart so that I could serve them. And that's the sincerity. Like, am I just trying to build up my ministry or do I really want to serve them? And, you know, just another quick thought was, man, prayer is some, we, we just never say, Hey, let's pray. And then we just be quiet for five minutes. We would all look at each other and be like, I thought we were praying. 
Like, cause nobody's saying anything. No, he's listening is a major part of prayer. And I think if we listen, then God will show us, you know, how to sincerely go into these conversations to find a way to love somebody and not just, you know, uh, trying to check a box or whatever. But that was so good. Got me thinking. Uh, am I the last person to be made aware of Mother Teresa's conversation with Dan Rather about prayer? Anybody else? Okay, so my dad just shared this with me the other day. <clears throat> I Googled it and I found it here, and here's a, a paraphrase of the conversation. Mother Teresa was once asked about her prayer life. The interviewer, turns out it was Dan Rather, asked, when you pray, what do you say to God? Mother Teresa replied, I don't talk. I simply listen. And believing he understood uh, what you just said, he asked next, ah, then what is it that God says to you when you pray? <clears throat> Mother Teresa replied, he also doesn't talk. He simply listens. And there was a long silence, and the interviewer was seemingly a bit confused, not knowing what to ask next. Mother Teresa broke the silence by saying, if you can't understand the meaning of what I've just said, I'm sorry, but there's no way I can explain it any better. And I was like, whoa, <clears throat> that flips my prayer game on its head. Like that just, the whole thing. Um, so if you Google it, find it if you guys want to hear that again. But who here in your prayer life feels like, and please share, and, and it's not from a position of pride, but, but feels like they've got the listening part of prayer down really well. See heads shaking. I don't see the heads nodding. Uh, in in Samuel, right? Um, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel says, "Speak, uh, your servant is listening." And and you know, I'm like, that's God speak to me, right? That's what I want because God says, "Behold, I'm about to do a thing in Israel at which the the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle." I don't want to miss that message. I don't want to miss the way that God wants to use me uh, as a part of that. So I'll ask the question, even if you don't think you have an A game in prayer listening, what practice do you guys have that you think God might want you to share with the rest of the crew here today? And it may be something you're struggling with in this area that you may share that others can support. Truth be told, I thought I was, oh, go ahead, Ed, please. <laughs> I think the, the importance of, of resting in him um, and time uh, has been a, a huge awakening um, in my prayer life. And so first fruits, first in, in your resources, first in your time, um, and Sabbath rest. You know, is it the first day of the week, the last day of the week? What's your day? Um, and where does that begin and end? And, you know, God is... Um, just doing a mighty work in time. So I would say in a, uh, a practice, Jeff, and answer your question is first thing in the morning. 
getting up before doing anything, before checking the phone, before doing any of the little idiosyncrasies that the world's distracted us with is getting and giving praise to God and getting in worship, getting in fellowship, getting into the word and listening and, 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 you know, hearing from him. Good. One of the things for me is I started to really view my relationship with Jesus as a relationship. And so one of the practices has been a daily office. So you can look this up and it's an old monk principle that it's not wake up and get your daily quiet time in for the whole day, but it's hit your Jesus button periodically throughout the day. And there's two metaphors that I'll use. One, we never wake up and say, I'm going to get all the calories I need in breakfast and not eat for the rest of the day. Maybe some of us do. I know I don't. I, I try to get all the calories I can in three meals a day. Um, and then the other point is, if you have time with your spouse, you don't wake up and say, hey, honey, I only have time to listen to you between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. And then the rest of the day, I'm just going to tune you out. It's completely illogical, but we do it with Jesus all the time. And so one thing that I'm doing is five times a day, four to five times a day, I take five minutes. I pause for silence for two minutes. I read scripture and then I go about my day. You know, it happens periodically, whether it's in the shower, whether it's, you know, at a time when I'm just off by myself in the car, whatever it is. Um, but I've kind of put to death my idol of having this all time glorious quiet time because it just doesn't work for me. Like I can't sit still for 45 minutes in the morning. I, I just I can't. So that's what listening does for me is is making it a practice and a habit throughout the day. I'm just nodding my head. I'm, I'm so thankful you guys are allowing me to be selfish today and learn uh, through, and just sitting here listening uh, to you as well. Cody, that's good. That's good. Who else? Well, I was just thinking as Cody was talking, uh, I'm, I'm probably very similar to Cody. Um, and it's, it's, I know it's not listed in the Bible, but I, I kind of think of listening as like a spiritual discipline. And it's something that we almost have to train ourselves to do and, and pray about doing it and, and then kind of check back on ourselves and follow through with, you know, and take notes on our, you know, are we listening to our, our spouses? Are we listening to um, our athletes? Are we listening to our coaches? Are we listening to our, um, to our coworkers? You know, how are we doing in those areas? Um, but I, you know, I, I find it, um, anyone that's been uh, on a Zoom that I'm leading or um, in a practice that I'm leading, I find it very easy to talk. Um, so a, a discipline for me is to just, you know, shut up and listen. So um, that's it's a pretty, uh, it's an ongoing thing, I guess you'd say. But I think you can grow in that area and then bring that into when you are leading, you know, because it, like, like you're, like you're doing right now, Jeff, you're, you're always learning from other people and, and every good coach knows that you learn from other good coaches. This is and then um, just steal their stuff and make it your own. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it works, man, 
shamelessly. I, I'm sitting here, and so here's the things that I've heard about this this listening, right? And, and it's active listening. It's not passive. It's it takes work, and it's slow down. God knows I need to slow down. So that's the first thing I heard too. Make it a priority. And whether it's first thing in the morning, Cody didn't say don't do it in the morning. He just said it's not just about the morning, right? So make it a priority. Um, and then I love this concept of relationship and ongoing. Uh, what would happen if I told Becky that, you know, you got 10 minutes right now, let's communicate whatever we got to do for the day. I'm all ears for 10 minutes and I'll check in with you again tomorrow morning. Like that just, that wouldn't fly. And so it may not be a spiritual discipline, but it is a discipline and it requires discipline. I believe our sin nature has us in such a way and it probably stems from pride that we want to share. We've got these things that we want to share with others and we want to coach the athletes and we want to, you know, tell them or show them. But um, I, I, I look at Proverbs and Proverbs has got a ton on listening here, right? But a fool, this is Proverbs 18 too, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Think about people that I engage that are off-putting and people that might engage me and think that I'm off-putting is when I'm exhibiting something like that. And um, that hurts me, right? To, to think that that may be the way that I'm perceived sometimes and I don't want to. Um, book of James, another wisdom packed book here. And uh, I debated whether to go there and I'm only gonna go there because I'm so thankful Pastor Frank transitioned us to prayer which was perfect segue. But um, know this, uh, James 1, 19, know this my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And um, in this day, more than any other time in my 45 years, I need this like tattooed on my heart, on my mind. Um, and it's just to, to listen to people and to understand and to make those connections. Um, celebrate our differences is still on my, my post-it note here. Uh, unity, not uniformity, right? So how do we how do we hear from others? How do we listen and appreciate others? And um, and I have a huge challenge uh, for this year going into that. Any, I want to be uh, sensitive to our time here. Any last minute things anybody has before we, we close in prayer? And please do share if you've got something. Forgive me for if this is stating the obvious, but... Um... Let's also remind ourselves of how you were know, talking about listening, remind ourselves of how God has already spoken, you know, it's through his word. Uh, I don't think you can just talk about listening in the framework of prayer, nor do I think that's what we were trying to do. But um, he has spoken most clearly to us through his word. And so listening, good listening implies being in God's word. Right. Amen. Thank you for stating the obvious for, for those of us that, that didn't say it, and that's me. And, and again, I, I'm not plugging this book here, right? But um, this gentleman, Bob Tede, uh, is on the U.S. leadership team for Crew, and, and he just published this book, which is really a, a, a cut and paste, <laughs> a stealing from the Bible of questions that Jesus asked. And, and if anybody had asked, you know, how many questions did Jesus ask in the Bible, I don't know that I would have come close to 339. I know there was a lot. But what he was doing was, was seeking to, to understand and cause people to be contemplative and to think, right, for themselves as he was engaging them. So if Jesus was asking questions and listening and we're called to be more Christ-like, 
um, you know, I think there's something something good for us to learn there. Uh, let me close us in prayer then. Jeff, as you pray, would you uh, incorporate this for for me and maybe somebody else that we wouldn't think we were so good at understanding? Um, because I think sometimes I think I understand. So I start responding without maybe having some follow up questions to just better understand. So. Mm. My fiction, bro. I, I love it. I got some scripture to, to help us with that too. So, oh Lord God, what a team, maybe an unlikely team. And I'll say that because I'm a part of it, Lord. What an unlikely team that you've assembled here, Lord, to, to share your word, to share the good news, to share the gospel, Father. And what a platform that you've created um, through sports and uh, the opportunity to, to influence the influencer, Lord, to coach the coach. And Father, we cannot do that. We will not do it without listening, Lord, uh, to them and engaging them in that way. And Lord, I just, um, a, a prayer for, at minimum, Pastor Frank and I, Lord, but, but others that may have this heart as well, Lord, is that um, may we just be so slow to respond. Father, will we set our pride aside thinking we know the answers, Lord? Would we listen um, to those we're engaging with, Lord, then listen to you. Father, would we slow down um, in our engagement with others? Father, would we slow down in our relationship um, with you, Lord God? Proverbs uh, 18, 13, if one, if one gives an answer before he hears, it is folly and shame. And Lord, we, um, I know that you don't delight in, in, in folly, Father, and the shame that we have, Lord. So your instruction for us is to slow down and listen. And we're thankful uh, for your word, Lord. Uh, may we listen audibly with our ears to those we engage with, Lord. May we uh, listen with our eyes and our heart as we consume your word, Father. Uh, thank you for this word for me for this year. Thank you for the challenge. Thank you for the stumbles that I'll have, Lord, um, and others may. And Father, I pray that you would just guide us through that. Would you grow us? Would you mature us? in this way, Lord. And, and Father, I pray that as we engage with folks, that we might hear as an encouragement for us, Lord, and for no other reason, it would glorify you first, Lord, but might we hear from others um, how loving we are through our ability to listen to them, Father, and to, to lend that ear that they may need. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.